The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Oops, oops, oops. <laughs> you are listening to the Burroughs of Berea. Holiday edition. Holla. Welcome back to the Burroughs of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Billy I Candy Kimsey. Like a zero bar, mighty good candy. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I forget about the zero bar. Oh, it's so good. good. Yeah. I thought about saying, all right, all right, all right. But, <laughs> But is that is that wrong? That's Wooderson because <laughs> it's all white. Have you already done Nutrageous? <laughs> no, no, isn't. no. There's so much candy. <laughs> See, you said that the, you that you were running out. I know. I just go and look at the candy and be like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but I do like zero bars. Yeah, they I forgot good. about the zero bars. I actually like those. What's in those? I don't remember. White. It's white with peanuts, it's right? White, white chocolate. With creamy yeah, nougat. Nobody it's, uh, knows. Yeah, it's, I don't think it has chocolate in it, no, though. No. It has creamy nougat in it. The yeah, nougat. It's, 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 I like it. It's good. But it's yeah. not like a white chocolate and dark, dark chocolate. Right. I'm stoked about the pumpkin Reese's. Me too. Oh, yeah. Oh. What? Yeah. I they have them om- at the house. They almost have all year long Reese's. Because they got great. footballs and then they've got pumpkins and Christmas trees. And yeah, Easter I think eggs. probably uh, got to be bunnies or uh, eggs, right? Yeah, Valentine. Yeah, they have day eggs. hearts and hearts. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Reese's, but you could put it in any shape. I, I, yeah. I, I want to eat it. The, yeah. Chris, the Christmas trees taste the best. To me, they taste better. I don't know if it's the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter, but it's something. Right. Try them all out. Mm-hmm. I think the shapes definitely do taste the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They taste oh, yeah. better than yeah. the cups. Agree. Anyway, well, I haven't even got my intros done. Behind the glass <laughs> is Rocket Man Andy Bishop. <laughs> Sarita the Edge Edgerton. Hello. Cherry the Annihilator Lewis. Hello. And for our Halloween holiday edition, I've got <laughs> pew, my wife, pew. Ollie. Hi. Pew, 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 pew. And we also have special guest, Emily Malloy French and her husband, Ryan. Hi. Hello. Or should I have said Ryan French and his wife, Emily Malloy French? <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> I talked too fast. This is our Halloween edition. I'm so excited. Spooky. In fact, I'm so excited. Why? Because you have a joke? Oh. I have a joke. I'll give you that. I'll give that to you, Andy. That way it sounds better. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Just mail it to me. <laughs> that sounded terrible. So you said you had a joke? I do. It's, Let's hear it's it. It's very kind of appropriate for today. All or right. for Halloween. Let's hear it. <clears throat> Let me know if this is too soon. What did Jeffrey Dahmer say to the police officers as he was being arrested? Um, I don't know what. Be careful. I just ate five guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Too soon? No. I don't think it's too soon. He did that in like 1990-something. Yeah, quite old, to be fair. Yeah, it's very old. But I guess you're talking about the Netflix special. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'm not going to watch I'm it. I'm not watching it either, mm. but I figure I, since he's kind of a scary... I mean, I you know I studied all those serial killers when I was getting ready for the film, and so I really got into Dahmer, and it was just like, you know, I didn't want to get into Dahmer anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he wants enough. to get into you. A, a, <laughs> 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 I tell you, she is on fire tonight. Anyway, Holly, don't you have some jokes? 
Yeah, mine's probably not as good as Sarita's. Let's hear it. What's it like to be kissed by a vampire? I don't know. Mm -mm. What is it like? It's a pain in the neck. Ah. (laughs) I know, that's a rich I like it. It was a good one. I liked it. All right, what else you got? Um... We're going to be eating some candy here in a minute, guys. Um, but don't worry. It's not going to hurt your ghoulish figure. Uh- <laughs> I said that one last year. Sorry. What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? I don't a know. mess. Squash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, Rick and I have a similar sense of humor, apparently. We do, yes. <laughs> I love it, though, because a lot of the jokes that I get, she sends me, right? All right, so in the spirit of Halloween, uh, Billy brought some extreme sour warheads. We have all kinds of different flavors. And so in- I already ate mine, sorry. Oh, come on. <laughs> Follow the rules. There are no Have rules. you met me? There are no- <laughs> So, guys, in three, two, one, let's all put right. our candy in the mouth. Let's see what it's. Let's see. I got it. Ooh. All right. Mine's like all stuck. Mine is too. Yeah, it's been yeah. in his warm mine's pocket. No, it was not. Oh, it was in my hoodie. Mm. Yeah. There we go. Good lord. Mm. Brings back childhood. <laughs> That's gross. Mm. I drooled on myself. <laughs> it doesn't taste like watermelon at all. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Once sour. It's the, the sour flavor. Stuff, you're good. The Oopie. sour's okay. Oh. Wow. That's well, extreme. Brings you know back what? childhood. Trick or treat. <laughs> Trick or treat. Maybe this everyone. is exactly what blue raspberry tastes like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Halloween, everybody. We are going to get into a very, very odd couple of stories in the scriptures. I don't know if we'll have time to get into the exorcism. We are going to exercise somebody here in the studio. No, I'm just kidding. We were going to talk about one that actually a real live one. Uh, that happened in 2016 in uh, London, UK, which is very bizarre. Oh, recent. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty recent. And, you know, for me, it's I have difficulty with it because I feel like that they're dealing with mental illness. But there are some things about that story that are very odd, almost paranormal, very odd. But anyway, so what we're going to do tonight, if you guys who are at home or the ones that are driving down the road, get out your Bibles. <laughs> And turn to, uh, what is it? Numbers chapter 16. So I'm going to pull up my notes here. So in Numbers chapter 16, where we are in the story, okay? Um, Oh, you know, I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, We're going back to Berean Bible Church on uh, November the 19th. And uh, it's shaped up to be a full day now. It's not just a single episode. We've got a bunch of testimonies come. Uh, oh, really? Pete okay. and Rachel Rue out of Rochester, New York. They're coming oh, cool. down. Uh, they wrote a really awesome book uh, called The Return of Jesus Christ and What It's Taking So Long or something like that. Um, or why isn't, he, why isn't He Here or something like that. And then another woman by the name of Karen Rogers, she lives in Jersey. And she was one of the youngest female jockeys to ever win a race. And she was on David Letterman. And wow, uh, that's she, cool. yeah, you're going to get to meet her. And then uh, there's another. Is she proportionately smaller, like male jockeys are? I've never met her. Uh, when she went on to Letterman, she looked small. My, my, my head canon is that she's like 5'3. Mm, probably. But we're going to find out. We're going to get to meet her. What day gonna, is that? 
It's on, uh, I think you said you had to go to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. It's uh, November 18th is we're going to arrive, which is also the day that The Chosen comes out in theaters. And I don't know if you've seen the season three trailer, but it is going to be awesome. I haven't gotten past the first two episodes. You so. didn't like it? We no, I just haven't, haven't had time. No, we oh. it. It's so good. Anyway, sorry about that. But anyway, yeah, we're going to be going back to Berean. So very excited. We're going to have another roundtable discussion. Going to get to see everybody eat a lot of pizza. And then they're having a Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday right after church. It's going to be really cool. Be a lot of fun. So if you guys will go to Numbers chapter 16 and where we are in the story, okay? Moses has led God's people out of Egypt. They've seen these the plagues. They've went through the Red Sea. They've come out the other side. Now they're wandering through the desert. And this moment comes where the people who have just, you know, they've been out for a little while, they start to whine. The Israelites begin to whine, they grumble, they complain. They don't like living in the desert. And so they start complaining so much that they're like, we were so much better off being enslaved in Egypt, you know? We could, we had places to stay. We had leeks, we had onions, you know? <laughs> we had things to eat. And they're they're grumbling and complaining, okay? And so, but you got to keep in mind, these people saw the Red Sea part. Like, this is a big deal, right? And so this man, this is about this man who stands up to Moses and says, I don't think you're as cool as you think you are. Okay? So, Andy, if you don't mind, start the very scary howling wind noises now. (laughs) All right. Number 16. Now, Korah the son of Izhar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with a number of the people of Israel, 250 chiefs of the congregation, chosen from the assembly, well-known men. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far, for all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? When Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he said to Korah and all his company, In the morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy and will bring him near to him. The one whom he chooses, he will bring near to him. Do this. Take censers, Korah and all his company, put fire in them, and put incense on them before the Lord tomorrow. And the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the Holy One. You have gone too far, sons of Levi. And Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it too small a thing for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel? to bring you near to himself, to do service in the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister to them, and that he has brought you near him, and all your brothers, the sons of Levi, with you? And would you seek the priesthood also? Therefore, it is against the Lord that you and all your company have gathered together. What is Aaron that you grumble against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and they said, We will not come up. 
Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that you must also make yourself a prince over us? So these people are not happy. They don't want Moses as their leader, okay? And so Korah has stood up and now the sons of Eliab have said, we're not coming to help you. 250 of the elders of Israel have stood up and they're all, imagine yourself being Moses. You've been with these people. You're walking around the desert. God's told you to do everything for them. And he has, and now they're looking at you and they're like, we don't want you to be a leader anymore. So it's like a mutiny out in the middle of the desert. It's a mutiny. Okay. It's rough being a leader during hard times. <laughs> you got that right. So... I just had to bite into that candy. It's rough being a leader anytime. (laughs) Well, that's true too. Yes. So, and Moses, or he said, and Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them and I have not harmed one of them. I love the fact that he said, I haven't even taken a donkey from them. You sound like a donkey eating corn. (laughs) 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 So, he said, <laughs> so, I haven't even taken one donkey from them, and I have not harmed one of them. And Moses said to Korah, be present, you and all your company before the Lord, you and they and Aaron tomorrow, and let every one of you take his censer and put incense on it. And every one of you bring before the Lord his censer, 250 censers, you also and Aaron each his censer. So every man took his censer and put fire in them and laid incense on them and stood at the entrance of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. Then Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Now, there's a whole lot going on in this Bible story, okay? I could have really shortened it, but you know me. I'm not going to do that. When he's talking about bringing out the censers and all that, this is, a, this is like Israeli custom, right? This is a showdown to find out who are going to be the priests of God, who are going to be the leaders that God has chose for his people. So this is a big deal. This really is for the, for the people of Israel. This is a really big deal. And they would never forget this moment. He says, then Korah assembled all the congregation against him at the entrance of the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. Separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Catch that? Separate yourselves from among this congregation that I might cons- that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces and said, "O oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and will you be angry with all the congregation? Say to the congregation, get away from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. So Korah is the one that stood up. And then the sons of Eliab both said, we're not going to, we're not going to leave. We're going to stay up here. We're staying with them. We don't like the fact that Moses is leading. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Abiram and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation saying, depart, please from the tents of these wicked men and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be swept away with all their sins. So they got away from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of the tents together with their wives, their sons and their little ones. And Moses said, hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works and that it has not been of my own accord. If these men die as all men die, or if they are visited by the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. Catch that? But if the Lord creates something new and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into Sheol. Then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord. 
And as soon as he had finished speaking all these words, the ground under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up. With their households and all the people who belonged to Korah and all their goods, So they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Sheol, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from the midst of the assembly. And all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up. And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men offering the incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, to take up the censers out of the blaze. Then scatter the fire far and wide, for they have become holy. As for the censers of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar, for they offered them before the Lord, and they became holy. Thus they shall be assigned to the people of Israel. So Eleazar, the priest, took the bronze censers, which those who were burned had offered, and they were hammered out as a covering for the altar, to be a reminder to the people of Israel, so that no outsider who is not of the descendants of Aaron should draw near to burn incense before the Lord, lest he become like Korah and his company, as the Lord said to him through Moses. So I'm not going to go on any further because I've already read like a whole lot of verses out of this chapter, but believe it or not, Israel actually still doesn't get it. Because then they, it says, but on the next day, all the congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and against Aaron saying, you killed the people of the Lord. They never stop. And so, uh, unfortunately, God sends a plague. (laughs) 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 So, the reason I thought that was scary is that have you ever stopped and thought about what it would look like for the earth to reach up and grab you? I was having that thought. Like, what did this look like? Can you imagine? Like, we've seen an earthquake. We've seen what it can do. You know, I've seen a pothole, like a big one. Have you ever seen one of those sinkholes that yep. like take a truck like in it or something? Online, you know. Oh, of course. I've never seen one in real life. But I these, kind of imagine it to be like you mouth. like movies, right? Huh? You like movies, right? Oh, so, I love movies, yeah. Uh, Superman, the original yeah. with Christopher Reeves, uh, which she gets when she's driving along in her little 1970s gas guzzler and the earth just opens up and her car kind of slides down into yeah. it and he goes and saves her. That kind of, that or the thing from Star Wars, the big gaping hole thing. Oh, yeah. The thing that got Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this amazing bounty hunter and then suddenly he just falls into it. Ah! <laughs> There's a visual to that that I, I think about with, if it, you're like sand or earth, you're in the desert. Yeah. If it opens up because they went down alive. So visually, I feel like instead of seeing more sand or tunnel, it would be like, nothingness and the sand itself would disappear because they were supernaturally preserved their life to arrive alive. Yeah. Otherwise they would have, so they weren't going to be like suffocated over. So what are the supernatural mechanics of that? Yeah. You know, so now they're falling in like perpetuity. Yes. Do you guys remember, I, actually, I don't think anybody was in the studio, but me and Andy and AJ, and we were talking about the staff of Moses. Yeah. I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. And do you remember how we talked about the supernatural things that were in oh yeah that were very beginning created with the universe yeah that's the there are uh, the I don't remember the particulars of it but that's the logic they use to give things supernatural power because yeah. the other things worked via the normal logic right but there were like six things right ten ten and the swallowing of like the ground six. was one of them oh was this, it remember oh, okay. okay this was one of those items that were built 
at creation before the fall of man. It probably went right over my head when we I talked mean, that, about it because I didn't know the story. This is rabbinical teaching. Yeah. This is not biblical. What we're talking about is something that we had read in rabbinical teaching when they tried to describe why the staff of Moses had so much power. And it was because it was actually taken from the tree. What was it? It was taken from a tree, the tree of life, I think it was. I, I don't recall. Yeah, I can't remember. But it was like supposedly it came from the tree of life, and that's why it was able to bud and, you know, whenever it was separate. Anyway, 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 anyway. Does anybody else want to read? I'd read, but it, but it would be like Porky Pig trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that. I put that stutter in exactly the right place. Yeah, that was good. So what I, I'll give you a little backstory. I, I, well, first of all, I have to clarify this, okay? And we're going to need some more scary music, Andy. So if you read Ezekiel 37 and you know your Bible and you study it thoroughly— what you're actually about to hear is actually a very happy thing. Are you are you chewing on your candy there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look like you got a dip in there. But there's that voice. There it is. You look like you got a dip in there, Cherry. What are so, you being sarcastic? I must be. No, I'm just talking down to you. Why, so, thank you. <laughs> but in Ezekiel 37, this what you're about to hear is actually a happy thing. But if you wrench it out of its context, which is what we're gonna do tonight. It's going to sound very different. It's going to sound a lot like a zombie movie. And this is out of the Bible. So it's very cool. So Andy, if you would, please start that really scary zombie music now. Consider it creepy. (laughs) (laughs) The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophecy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them. And the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophecy unto the wind, prophecy son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet in an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. 
The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel his companions, and join them to another into one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. And when the children of thy peoples shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not show us what thou meanest by these? Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in mine hand. And the sticks whereon thou writest shall be in thine hand before their eyes, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be to them all, and they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places, wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them. So shall they be my people, and I will be their God. And David my servant shall be king over them, and they all shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them and they shall dwell in the land that i have given unto jacob my servant wherein your fathers have dwelt and they shall dwell therein even they and their children and their children's children forever and my servant david shall be their prince forever Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will place them and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Yeah, thank you. So, if it doesn't sound scary, then... I understand, but if you think about it at the very beginning, like I said, if we take it out of context, there's this man, Ezekiel, he's this prophet, and he's just, he goes down and he sees this vision, it's all these dry bones. And God tells him, start talking to him. <laughs> start talking to these bones. And then he does. And then suddenly the sinews start reaching. You can imagine, has anybody ever seen uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, the the very last thing in the Triwizard Tournament whenever they had um, Fleur de la Cour had those things coming out of the ground that was like grabbing her and sucking her down into the ground? That's kind of the way I imagine it, like these things that just come up out of the ground onto the bones and it's the sinews and it's the skin that comes up. But they now you have these zombies that are just sitting there staring at you and they have no breath. They're just staring at you. And so then he he tells them to speak to the wind and to call on the winds and the winds come and fill them and then they are, they become alive. And now this is Israel. They're complaining because they're dry. They have nothing, right? Well, that's because um, now to shift it over to why it's happy is because he's actually describing how these, the temple's going to come back. They've been in Babylon. They've been completely destroyed. And he says, I'm going to resurrect them. And not only that, he's talking about a future event forevermore when he says that David will sit on the throne forevermore and that he will be 
their God and they will be his people forever. And so this is actually, it sounds scary and weird, but it's actually an amazing thing. It's actually foretelling of the church. It's pretty wild, huh? <laughs> yeah. Are you scared now? No. Everybody's like, <laughs> come on, man. I liked the King Saul one last year with the Witch of Endor. That was pretty fun. So before we end this episode, just kind of a short one, but it's just a holiday episode. I was wondering if you guys could tell me either your favorite memory from Halloween when you were a kid or even an adult, or your scariest memory that happened. Like Ooh. a scary, like a spooky scary. Billy. No, you have to come back. You know how slow I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got Thanks, one. bro. I do know how slow you are. <laughs> I got one. All right, let's hear it. So in my senior year of college, I worked at a um, hotel, a courtyard by Marriott, nice hotel. And I was sort of the front desk supervisor. And um, somebody came to the front desk and they said, hey, this person's missing. They stayed here overnight. They didn't show up to their business meeting. Could you go? Could you? Could we go and check their room? I was like, okay. So I called the housekeeper because we always had to have two people to go. And we went down and knocked on the door. Housekeeping, you know. And uh, <laughs> uh, did anybody go back to Tommy Boy there? Yes. Um, but uh, so I knocked and knocked and knocked. So I had the key and I opened the door and we went in and we looked and we just kind of, you know, there weren't any under, you can't get under the bed. Looked on the balcony, uh, looked in the adjoining room. The stuff was there, but the person wasn't. And so we were walking out, and the the housekeeping, the guy over housekeeping, he went out the door. And I said, oh, I'm just going to look in the bathroom real quick. And I went into the bathroom, and I'm standing in there, and there's nobody in there, but all of his toiletries are, are there. And I turn around, and I look at the shower curtain, and it's closed. And I pull the shower curtain back, and he's standing there like these bones staring at me. I screamed. Well, the guy— so he was hiding. He was clearly. hiding, but he had no, like, there was no reaction. He just standing there. And I started screaming, and the guy, the housekeeper guy's banging on the door because I had the key. And so he couldn't get in. And I, like, take off running. I'm like, he's in there. And they, they thought he was, like, dead in the bathtub. Like, I had found a dead body. But he just, and he, like, we had to call somebody to come get him out of the bathtub. He wouldn't move out of the bathtub. And I cannot, <laughs> I don't like a closed shower curtain anymore. It scared me to death. Cocaine oh. psychosis. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I feel confident about my guess. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah. How or, about you, know, you, Billy? No, still nothing. Still nothing. I, I, I'm just, I, are you talking about scary or just the no, best time? No, I said any memory, any, like any memory? your favorite memory of, when, of a like Halloween when you were kids. and trick-or-treating, yeah. yeah. They were, were all great. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, all my trick-or-treating was great. We, we'd always go to families and, and get you know, candy and dress up. Mom did homemade costumes. It was just, it was great. Yeah. 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 And as far as being scared, I don't think I've ever been scared. I mean, I've been lost before. Like, yeah. Literally lost. Um, that wasn't scary. That was pretty scary. It was in the dark and stuff. Like, Where was this? Now, I was lost in the dark. I can't, I can't think of anything. Uh, was that okay, in your room? Or? <laughs> Hell, it wasn't in the shower. Now, when you said you don't take showers with the shower curtain closed anymore, I was like, huh. No, <laughs> I said I don't like to go in a bathroom with the shower curtain okay, closed. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I thought the same thing that you did, Billy. I was okay. like, how do, number one, how do you keep the floor from getting wet? And number two, that's kind of hot. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Not 
not for me. <laughs> oh, that's my how wife's they do in the room. It. I'm going to yeah, die. Yeah, that's how they do it in Spartanburg. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so. It was just a joke. Just yeah. a joke. Uh, probably um, actually coon hunting in South Carolina. All right, let's hear it. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, I just, I just got lost. I mean, that was it. Yeah. So just, you know, when you're- In the dark. In the dark. And, and you, you were out there until dark and Yeah, lost, South yeah. Carolina is that's flat. terrifying. And it all looks the same when it's the dark. And I'm just <laughs> out there by myself wandering around with my light. And that's it, you know. So, yeah. so hoping you go in the right did direction. Did you have to wait till the next day? or? Oh, no, no. You just keep walking and get faster with walking and walking. And you're just like. Isn't that wrong? Are we teaching people the wrong thing to do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. you don't just keep walking. You stop where you are. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah but I, think, I mean. Yeah, I think it worked out for Billy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here he is. still yeah, out there? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm still off. But, uh, but no. Um, Coming I, to us from a remote actually, location. Actually, yeah. Okay, so I, I walked down to the river because I knew where it was at and then walked up the river to a, a highway. Yeah. And then I was I was picked up by my family. They were like, yeah, we like you. So come on. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, uh, trick-or-treating is, is yeah, well, that's that's all I got, man. Yeah. So. How about you, Emily? You got any? Let's hear it. Oh, oh yeah. So Halloween is my favorite holiday. Yeah, I love too. Halloween. And as a, I have two little quick things. So as a kid, my dad would throw the biggest Halloween parties in our old farmhouse in New York, and I loved it. And we would watch Monster Squad. If you have not seen that movie, oh my gosh, you need to watch Monster Squad. It's a 90s, early 90s movie. And my dad would put the Wolfman mask on and all of us would be in there and he would go and say, go to the bathroom and put the wolf mask on. And then he would come out and scare all the kids. And my brother and I knew it was coming and we loved it. It, it It's great. (laughs) So I love that. That's my funny. But my scary is I dabbled with some witchcraft and Ouija boards um. <laughs> All right. And when I was nineteen, That's, dabbling is a word for <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do not do that. Um. Do not touch a Ouija board. Anyway, I was nineteen, and it was me and my former sister-in-law and my friend, and we were in my bedroom, and we were, you know, playing, and um, we apparently found someone from the Salem witch trials. I'm not sure oh. that's what she said or he, I don't know. Um, but I, I did the stupidest thing that you should never do. And I said, show me you're here. <laughs> and the candles behind me on the shelf blew out and shook. And she ran out of the room and said, I'm done. And I threw it away and I should have burned it. Wow. That really happened. Yes. <laughs> Man. That's All scary. Right. How about you, Ryan? Mm, don't really have anything for that. No scary? No, uh, no scary. How about happy? Mm, they were forced Halloween slash do not celebrate anything about Halloween whatsoever, no matter what. Oh. One of those deals. Like an mm. ultra-religious kind of a thing. Yeah, you can, you can call it that. It was, How about that? Everything was filtered. It was a cocoon life. Yeah. But I knew about it. I knew it was a cocoon life. Wow. And my dad... But up, so I had all this. I kind of knew what was going on, so I was just like, play along with the charade and fine. Ah, so I didn't get the. Do I'm a gonna lot buy of you a like full size Snickers tomorrow. Mm. I might give it to you on Monday. You have to make a mask for it properly, <laughs> mm-hmm. otherwise it's not Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, our my costume things came up, so I could do that. Yeah, you can come in and dress up. And- Actually, matter of fact, you two dress up a lot. Like you guys mm-hmm. do. Like we do. Oh, I, we do have a good Halloween. Well, it was more of a costume. Like all my best Halloweens with her. Aww. And um, we I had. Know. It's true. 
So I learned a lesson from um, like whatever a couple of Halloweens ago was that um, I'm no longer going to wear a wig with any costume. Uh-huh. I only did it once. And, um, you got to tell them what we were, though. I know. So uh, Emily and I were Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. And I had this, uh, I, it took forever. I went to That's the mall, amazing. every store to get a yellow dress that fit me. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Yeah. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. So Emily was, even uh, better. she was a super cute beast chick and uh, <laughs> I was adorable. <laughs> it was, I didn't have all this beard right now, but yes, it would have been awesome. better. But I, I wore yeah. a wig and my whole <laughs> night was obsessed with, I don't know how you guys do this. Just try, constantly fighting the hair. So this coming Halloween, we're going to be, Emily's going to be Tinkerbell and I'm going to be Captain Hook with no curly lock. So hmm. that's that's what I get to be. That's my lesson you learned. Guys remember, These are great. Do you guys remember whenever Witch premiered at the Asheville Pizza and Brewing Company? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you guys came as Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Oh, I that? forgot about oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we, we did a, even with the, the social media posts, like we made it look like it was like, it was like legit. it was real. It was like, legit. I, yeah, yeah. I was a commander and she was, Alfred. The, and yeah. she had, her head was always down and looked and always, it looked, it looked oh, wow. correct. That's yeah. one of my favorite costumes. Well, that's great. So yeah, we, we launched the film, at, you know, it had already played at Cinemark and then we took it to Asheville Pizza and it was for like a Halloween thing and we all dressed up. I was wearing pajamas with a, uh, like a jingle bell necklace or something or a necktie, you know, that's what I remember. But that was fun. You guys looked totally legit. I remember <laughs> that. That was so fun. Yeah, that was fun. How about you, Andy? Do you have any, you've told us one scary story about something you saw in a window. That was the last year. Yeah. In any a window? Scary? Yeah. You remember you were throwing year. a tennis ball yeah. and you looked up at a oh, window? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's about the closest thing to a, whatever. Uh, go listen to it, I guess. Uh, so, the scariest, literally scariest thing, that was just like a weird, super unnatural thing. The other one, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me is very similar to Billy's is like I uh, I was up in Poughkeepsie because I was doing my internship in Germantown, New York at a, at a recording studio. And uh, I discovered these glow-in-the-dark golf balls uh, that I thought were amazing. So I bought a couple of them. There's this giant park outside of Poughkeepsie, out of town, in it had plenty of room to like hit golf balls in. And I went there after dark with these glow in the dark golf balls and hit a couple down the field. And uh, it's kind of like in a cove and there's an exit. You park out here and you have to walk in, you know. And coyotes started up on the hill, like kind of up and to my right. And that is the only time in my human life, aside from the other ones, I guess, that I've ever experienced like actual primal fear because that is the sort of thing it starts like well, it feels close and then another perks up and it's two and then another it's three and at some point you can't tell how many they are because there's like reflections because it's, you're kind of in a bowl yeah and in like from me to the car i don't know how far it was but it was way the hell too long oh. and i started at a brisk pace and ended at that car in a run i was Whew. I was terrified. Yeah. I've never felt that in my life before. Mm. My response, my running response was not a chosen one. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man, that, and that, I have experienced fight or flight and you fear like that. I went outside to pee one time in the dark. <laughs> Man. <laughs> this was pretty recent. It was. I went outside to pee and, you know. No big deal. It's America. I can right. pee outside. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right? For, for now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went outside to pee and I just, you guys ever get that little feeling on your neck? Like you feel like something's watching you? 
you know? Like it was just, it was all of a sudden. And then I realized there is something watching me. It was freaky. I don't know if it was that dude next door or if it was a bear, <laughs> whatever it was. But I so you never it off found and I it. ran inside. Like a okay. set of eyes in the uh, darkness sort of situation. Did you situation. sing the song? I always feel like somebody's watching me. I honestly, I just clinched it off and ran inside. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think guys could do that. You stood what? up and then. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, how about you, Cherry? I don't really. Um, I don't really remember much about holidays. No? Mm-mm. Uh, I was trying to think. I don't ever remember trick-or-treating. No? I don't ever remember anything like that. As a kid? Mm-mm. No? No. I have one memory of Christmas um, when I got a Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah. I think I was in the second grade. I have no memories of Thanksgiving. I have no memories of uh, Halloween. And I have one memory, vaguely, of Easter egg hunting at a big field at a church. And that's about it. I don't know. I would assume maybe somebody took me. I don't know. Huh. I don't remember. Did you ever take your kids? I did. I took my kids um, from the time they were big enough to go. Like, I can remember my oldest son, Gabriel, who's 29, running through the— the um, housing development with the little orange pumpkin uh-huh. and falling and all the candy coming out, you know. So, but I, I did that with my kids, but I don't remember much, anything like that about my childhood. Hmm. How about a scary, do you ever have a scary moment in your life? The day you walked down the aisle with Roddy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Make sure he hears that. Uh, <laughs> The one, the one, just like as a child, scary thing that I remember, I lived um, in a foster home for a bit, and um, the lady there, I think there was something wrong with her because she like put a mud mask on her face. Now, now I know what it was, but um, for some reason, she thought it was like really funny to scare me with her mud mask on her face. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Man, so you're in a strange place. Yeah. So you're already I mean, I was like, like small unsettled. enough, like I could barely see over the back of the couch. Oh, wow. So I know I was really little. Yeah. But yeah, I can see her with that mud mask on her face and it's just creepy. It's like something that in my mind, like the, off the old exorcism, you know, exorcist movie, yeah. you know. But yeah, <laughs> that's about it. That's all I can remember. I think you've got a scary story, Holly. Which one? Because I've been racking my brain. <laughs> you don't remember in college? Oh, yeah, but I thought I shared that one last year. Does anybody remember sharing that one last year? I, I, you're talking to the wrong person. Yeah, buddy. Well, guess what? We're going to tell you again. So go back and listen to last year's if you'd like. Maybe it'll be a little different. Maybe you'll yeah. remember something. I was in college, and um, some friends that I went to App State with, we had decided to go visit some of our friends at Lenore Ryan. And um, if you've ever been there, across from the Lenore Ryan campus is a hospital with a fence around it that has been shut down. And um, my friends from Lenore Ryan decided to uh, go investigate because they had heard that there were, like, the hospital had just shut down and stuff was still in there. I'd like to point out the amount of using her set head to say no that Sarita is doing through this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. 
Oh, I was not for this. I was I not for this. I watched that show Paranormal too much. No. <laughs> yeah. So this was during the time when it was raining a lot. And I think um, Asheville, part of like Biltmore had flooded. And um, so it was raining and we decided to go in the rain. I went reluctantly. Um, we started up the fence line and all of a sudden we saw a cop pull in. <laughs> and so we all ran into the woods. We got separated. Um, it was dark. Um, it was a dark and rainy night. Yes. <laughs> the dark and stormy yes. night, yeah. Yes, it was. Um, we all went into the woods. We got separated. Um, the One of the girls finally, I, we, I guess, found each other somehow. Um, she lost her keys at that point. Um, so we were frantically searching for them with, you know, the old flip phones, you know, the light from an old <laughs> flip phone. And um, then we heard something behind us, which I don't know if it was a mountain lion or a cougar or what it was, but it was something with four legs. Um, the cop car was still sitting across the road. So we just, we were hanging out for a while, hoping that Whatever was behind us didn't want to eat us. We're trying not to get arrested or eaten. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, correct. All Which one is worse? Get, trying to not get arrested. I just thought, I thought to myself, I'm going to jail tonight. And how am I going to explain this to my parents? <laughs> I have to go to jail to get away from this lion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So below where we were in the woods, um, the cop finally left. And we come out to back out to the edge of the woods and there's this electrical building and um we got behind the electrical building and you know we were watching for lights to go back and forth and once we saw that it was clear we started moving well we saw things inside the building start moving and i thought it was just me at first because i'm a pretty scared person anyways and um my a, a friend of mine that was with us um was like did you see that did you see that? Something moved. And I mean, it. I didn't believe in ghosts until that night. Ooh. But we, anyways, we finally got out of there. And yeah, that's pretty much not the story. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did not go I'm back. Sure that, that <laughs> went, sounds very intense. <laughs> I went back in the daylight, you know, driven by, but not at night. I'm thinking field trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's load up. Let's load up and do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. The only, like, I had a lot of different experiences as, you know, a kid, lots of fun experiences with Halloween. I loved, you know, dressing up and getting candy and doing all that stuff. Um, but there was, you know, this one particular year whenever I was probably in the fourth or fifth grade, and we were all so excited that Halloween was coming up. And I lived in Fletcher, uh, North Carolina, and um, I just remember the basketball season was going on. And so I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, I was in the fourth grade and I was playing basketball. Uh, and we were, we had this, we had a late night practice. It was like seven o'clock, which was like late for a, you know, fourth grader. And we were all playing. And, and then the next day, I believe it was the next day was Halloween. And so we heard as we were getting ready to leave, the principal uh, drove to the school and informed the coaches and all of the parents that somebody had just murdered someone within about a half a mile of the school and that he he was had a gun, uh, several actually, and was on the run. This happened um, right not far from where Fletcher Elementary School is. And 
I remember being absolutely terrified because it was dark. And so they marched us out to the cars, you know, and all the, you know, adults were trying to get us to the car. I just remember everything. I felt so exposed. Like I'm looking around, everything's dark, but I just feel like he's out there and he's going to shoot all the kids or something. We don't know. And so we, I remember <laughs> we get in the car and decide that, you know, here we go. We're going to be driving home. And on our way home, our car broke down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. Um, were you and, on the train tracks too? Nope. Oh. We were on the, the road. And the scary part was, is that a man on the road passed us. He walked past us. Oh, that is, yeah. Ooh. So, turns out it wasn't him. Uh, the other man, he ends up uh, going to Edney, fleeing to Edneyville and ends up getting shot and killed by the police. But uh, that night, I remember being completely terrified because oh, not sure. only were we broke down on the side of the road, but then there was this man who was wanted for murder at night, the night before Halloween. It was oh, freaky, wow. man. So we probably could Google that and figure out what all happened with that. But anyway, so let's, uh, yeah, isn't that great? That's great. <laughs> Creeptacular. Yeah. yeah. Walk me to my car, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Yeah. I'll make sure to turn off all the lights before you guys have to go across the yard. <laughs> all right. So, do you know what they found in Jeffrey Dahmer's refrigerator? What? They found a pizza with human noses on it. It was a Dahmer nose pizza. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if the boogers were anchovies. I actually. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord of mercy. Yeah. Gross. It's funny how the anchovies are the gross part of that pizza. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. Not the nose. One of yeah. the things that he actually did, I don't know if you know this or not, but one of the things he did, was he was really obviously very disturbed and disturbed. And, and uh, But one of the things that they discovered whenever they went to his apartment was when they opened the freezer, he had these stacks of ice trays that he was freezing male testicles in. But he did this weird thing where he never he didn't put one in every single slot. He did it in every other slot. And they couldn't figure it out. And so when they finally, you know, when they got together with him in the room and were asking him, like, why did you do – like, why did you put a testicle in every other slot of your ice trays? And he said, sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Is that just a joke? Oh, it it's a joke. joke. Yeah. Okay. But it's a joke. Just with him, you can't tell. Yeah. 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 You never know. Yeah. yeah. I love to make it sound like it There's really a happened. special kind of evil in his <laughs> story, true. in his yeah. in yeah. him. Like Absolutely. if you believe in possession, I mm-hmm. believe that they, they I just I do. I, yeah. I believe I've seen his eyes, it's bizarre. Yeah. They're like black. It's just yeah, yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah. It's very wild, yeah. Well, that's a good way to stop. <laughs> Start with Jeffrey Dahmer in with Jeffrey you got Dahmer. Any more happy little jokes? No, let's end that way. Well, first of all, Ryan and Emily, thank you guys for being in the uh, studio with us. It was good to have you back. It's been fun. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And then you guys uh, hearing about, oh, I don't know, a month and a half from when this uh, podcast released on Halloween, uh, you'll get to hear Emily's testimony. And uh, it is a very touching one. So I hope you guys will tune into that. And maybe I'll say a little bit earlier, uh, if you'd like, uh, go look for the Mindful Evolution Project. That's something that she um, is passionate about that she created. So search that and go see what she's all about. And then hear her testimony later on in the year. 
Holly, thank you for being here. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, I hope I get to see you later. <laughs> After my horrible comment, <laughs> Sarita. <laughs> anyway, Cherry, Sarita, Andy, Billy, Rick, Rick. Rick. I hope Thanks, you get. Guys. I Rick. hope you get indoor plumbing. So there's more to that story. Yeah, Just, I bet. I'm an American. <laughs> I hope you all get full size candy bars on Halloween. Yeah, well, you know what he don't know. He wasn't thinking about we are neighbors. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Ew. So the funny part of that is that we were not at our house. No. Oh, (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) We were at my parents' house. (laughs) (laughs) Do they listen to this podcast? Because now outside down there. I don't remember the basement. He was he was the only one downstairs in the basement. And he had went out the basement door. Oh, because she had me going down there to get something in the basement or whatever, and I had yeah. to pee, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go outside. I'm an American. Yeah. The funny part, yeah. the pee outside somebody else's house. That's great. America. Yeah. yeah. The really funny part though is that my mom does Bible school decorations and stuff, and <laughs> lots of them. Yes. They're everywhere. Yes, and for one of her Bible school decorations, she had created a. Um, was it a, a Roman soldier? It's a Roman soldier. Yeah. And it had Keith Locklear's face on it. <laughs> He's one of so, our partners at OmniHawk. Yes. <laughs> that we know. So. Um, was it a mannequin? I, no. No, it's it like just a, made out of foam board. Oh, yeah. okay. And like she put feathers and stuff on it, like, uh-huh. you know, whatever. But it has Keith Locklear's face on it. And so I told Rick, I said, it was Keith that saw you pee in. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. European, I'm a pian. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time on the Burrows of Berea. Boo. That was good. Quality. That was a good one. That was wow. good. That was I'm, good. I'm impressed. Was yeah. yeah. I'm impressed. I didn't know I could do that. That was good. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Rick from the Burrows of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea. You'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. They're not very good ones. Ah, come on. Ah, hit us up. They can't be any worse than his. Yeah. (laughs) Just joking. You're not joking. That was the best joke of the you night. Want a, <laughs> you want an extreme warhead? Look at I that. do. Eat that. Oh, Did you pull that extreme yeah, warhead out of your breath. pocket? Really? Yeah. Try that. I like what Sarita said. <laughs> or are you just Oh, you got something me? funny. Guess yeah. what? You gave me black cherry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was funny. You All right. Warhead. No, I, yeah, I am not a fan anymore. Yeah. Thank you, though. Of, of Ryan, you Ryan, you want a warhead? Well, uh, what we're going to do is put them in our right. mouth and start talking here in a minute. So, <laughs> and you can spit it out if you don't like it. it. Oh, we all have to do it? No, okay, you don't have to do anything you don't do want you have to. Watermelon? Maybe. Watermelon warheads. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, I yeah. had one in my Here's hand. I could have gave it to you. <laughs> we're not going to put it in our mouth yet. Okay, I'm going to wait. I would like one. Yeah, get you one. We're all going to put one in. Cherry, we're doing it during the recording. It's still going to be there, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) It's still going to be there. Sarita? Uh, Warhead? Sure. Cherry or or apple? Apple. I got watermelon if you'd rather.
<laughs> what a black what cherry. Good it's hands to your feet. back left there. Holly. On the floor. Ooh, blue raspberry. No. I'm right. good. No, you're good. I got mine ready. Uh, Here's a colossal wait. sour. Oh. Oh. A colossal oh. sour. Colossal it, it kind of looks like a condom. <laughs> 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 it does. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About the right size. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Back to the Bible. 